All right, welcome back to another episode of Petty's Pod, uh, another episode of CFB Mondays. We wi- we missed last week, um, but we're back this week, David and Carson, as usual, on CFB Mondays, and we are picking all the games and recapping this past weekend's games and also 4th and 10, so stay tuned for everything coming in this episode. It's a great episode, a lot of debates go on, but a smooth episode, I'd call it, um, this week. But yeah. Let's get into a game recap of uh, Week 7. Obviously, we're going to start with the biggest game of the week. Arguably one of the biggest games of the year so far. Number 7, Washington versus number 8, Oregon. Um, Pac-12 matchup. David, thoughts? Uh, Washington's good, dude. That offense is, when they're clicking, that offense is is almost unstoppable. I mean, even if you're getting 100 rushing yards on Washington with the talent that Penix has with those receivers... And they can still get 100 rushing yards. That's a scary sight to see for Pac-12 fans. Jalen Polk and Roma Dunza are studs. No Jalen McMillan, who's one of the best receivers in college football. Don't forget about Giles Jackson, the Michigan Those two guys are studs. And then, yeah, on on the Oregon side, I think, I don't think it was that disappointing of a game. I think they played well. I think Bo Nix played really well. The defense, I was a little disappointed in the defense. Thought they'd be more uh, physically dominant. Than they were, but just what a game from Washington. All the credit deserves goes to Washington in this one. What I said after that game is that game was going to be won by the home team. It was just was. With the way those teams are so evenly matched, the quarterbacks are both really good. They're both trustworthy. They both have good skill players. Obviously, Washington's skill players are elite. Um, and I feel like if it was played in Oregon, I think Oregon would have won. But Washington, again, that's not, and that's not to take anything away from Washington. They played a great game. Uh, Penix played a great game. Um, but no, I was really impressed with Bo Nix. Bo Nix was really good. 33 for 44, two touchdowns. I mean, a really clean game. Bucky Irving, they got him going. And really it came down to um, Dan Lanning's, uh, Dan Lanning's uh, fourth down aggressive. and goal aggressiveness, which I liked. I mean, I'd like to hear your guys' take on it. I think <coughs> if you're going to be aggressive and that's going to be your um, mentality and your identity, you've got to go all in. You can't, kick it, you can't go for it once, then kick it the next time. I mean, if you're going to go in, you go all in. And I think, again... If they're not on, the, not on the road in a hostile environment, maybe they get one of those, which is enough to win. So, But no, tons of credit to Washington. They're a great team. Oregon's really good, and I think we're going to see this matchup again with, honestly, I think it'll be 12-0 Washington against 11-1 Oregon, winner to the playoff, neutral site. I think Oregon is probably the better team on a neutral site, but again, Washington deserves a ton of credit. Great week from them. Um, but it, no, just a fun game overall. I think I, I, I agree with the... Um with your take on the aggressiveness to an extent, at half you got to kick that field goal. That's I don't it. mind it going half for the second half. Half is a little half. bit different. That's a good point. I don't mind that's the second point. half. That's completely fine. Go for it. I, I, they did not go for it at a time where I'm like, they shouldn't have done that. But at the half, you got to go down one. Minute. The half, that's fair. got to make that's it one game. Here's my take. I think, I mean, obviously, I picked Washington in this game. I think that, the like Carson said, the home factor had a lot to do with that. But I think Penix is a better player than Bo Nix, and that's what it ultimately came down to. But... I want to focus more on, on the Oregon side of things because I think Bo Nix showed that he can perform in big games, which has been a question of him, I feel like, um, over his career. And I also, Bucky Irving is someone I haven't watched that much of this year, and I've just seen him in, like, the like, oh, like I'm on Instagram. It's, like, top five running backs in college football, and he's on there, and I'm like, who's Bucky Irving? And I watched him 
I watched him this week in Carson. We were watching it, dude, and I was just like, this guy's... No, oh, he's good. He's going to be really and, good and, and, in the and, NFL. And not to mention, Jordan James, 11, carries 63 yards and a touchdown. Like, they managed it well. They managed the running backs well. Dude. Bucky Irving's been a stud, dude. 700 yeah. yards as no, a I true know. freshman in the Big Ten is nothing to laugh at. No, I know. And, and, I, and I wasn't aware of how good he actually is. 127 yards in this game and was basically... Um, the reason that they were able to stay in this game, in my opinion, because Bo, Bo Nix was great, obviously, but Bucky Irving without his, you know, they get a much less performance from him. I think Washington might, might want to run away with the game. In terms of Washington, dude, David already mentioned the receivers. Um, their offense is, is just, can compete with anyone, dude. And once they get into that playoff, like if they if they do get into the playoffs and beat Oregon in the Pac-12 championship, because um, I agree with you, I think that that's the Pac-12 championship. That's yeah, and the winner it's gets into be. the playoffs. Yeah. I think I think that they they will struggle with the defense of a of like an Ohio State or a Michigan, um, but what I think that they they will they will adjust in that game and you know it's gonna be really fun to see what they do in the rest of the season because there are still questions surrounding this team but you know they they just beat the number eight team in the country and I think that they're they're here to stay at least until the Pac twelve championship. Um, the next game though this weekend was USC Notre Dame, and it gave I think we all picked USC yeah. on the pod last week. Um, yeah. 48-20 Notre Dame. Caleb Williams, the biggest struggle we've seen from him in a game in the last two years. Uh, David, I'll go to you first here. What? First of all, who does it tell you more about, and what, were you kind of expecting this from USC at this point? This, uh, this tells me more about Notre Dame. Notre Dame looked great out there. Well, while this win obviously wasn't all on him, Sam Hartman outplayed Caleb Williams in this yep. one. I mean, think the guy's overrated or not. He probably has the best deep ball in college football. Every time that deep shot to Tyree Sam was, Hartman was absolutely beautiful. I would take him throwing a deep ball over a lot. Of oh, guys. hey Jalen Milrow. Oh, hey Michael Penix. No, Penix too. It's like that. He's a tier one deep ball guy. Um, I just I, on the USC side of things, this kind of taught me that Caleb Williams can't do that dancing around in the pocket thing versus physical defense like this. Pac-12 obviously has a lot of athletes, a lot of great teams, and a lot of speed, but they don't have guys in the trenches like Notre Dame has. They don't have guys in the trenches like an SEC or a Big Ten team has, and that shows. Like when Caleb Williams is playing the Pac-12 team, he can kind of dance around and make plays like that. And then, as soon as he played a physical D line, it was it was all all Notre Dame. Shout out Xavier Watts, two picks and a scoop and score is an incredible. Yeah, no, well, I'll say is, I mean. I think this game is just a result of Caleb Williams playing the worst game of his career, and because of that, I'm not going to say I learned much about USC because I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, Caleb Williams, uh, Caleb Williams is not as good as we." Th- I, Caleb Williams is Caleb Williams. I mean, we we know their defense isn't great. We know their offensive line isn't great, and we we don't expect Caleb Williams to do this again. So I don't think we learned a ton because the reason they lost was Caleb. So, but I also want to say Sam Hartman threw for 126 yards. But simmered. I mean, he pl- outplayed Caleb Williams. He outplayed a guy who threw three picks in the first outplayed half. Outplayed your golden boy. Can't hate on him that much. Outplayed our everyone's go- our golden boy. Yeah, but you especially. Oh no, I love Caleb Williams. But let's let's just let's not act like Sam Hartman just went off thirteen for twenty for one hundred twenty six yards. Like the defense was great. They ran the ball well. Their special teams dominated. Sam Hartman was fine. But Notre Dame's defensive line, they got after it. That was really where the game was won, I think. But. I just don't. I mean, neither of these teams are playoff teams. USC, I guess. USC has a chance to be in the playoff. Obviously, they're not like eliminated, but obviously they'll have to figure it out. And Caleb has to play perfect. But yeah, we all kind of know they are eliminated. 
Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. Not Caleb just has to play perfect. Yeah. That's really... Here's my thing. I think we didn't expect this from Caleb Williams, especially to be this bad, but we all, like, kind of had that feeling that USC would do for, you know, a blowout loss. Arizona State struggled. Last week they struggled. This and and come come an an actual opponent in a tough in a tough game away at night in prime time. They just get beat, dude. Flat off, just get beat by Notre Dame at home. Um, And I, I don't know. I don't know if this USC can team can bounce back, dude. Looking at their schedule, they go Utah next week. That's going to be a good game. I don't know if Utah is that good either. So that's going to be a good game. They'll beat Cal. They'll lose to Washington and Oregon, dude. And I don't think those are close games, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think the only way those are close games is if it's like a shot for shot. If because Caleb they're not going to stop perfect. those. Up. Yeah, if Caleb plays perfect and it's like a shot for shot game, um, they have a chance. They I don't think they chance. can go shot for shot against Washington. They, they but can't, against Oregon, dude. they might be. Able they to. they like might maybe, be able to, but maybe. like, but but yeah. if Caleb plays perfect, they can go shot for shot with anyone. Yeah, yeah. but but. At the not same, saying it will happen. It's not that's like, how that's yeah, their it's recipe. It's a USC nine recipe. play it's drive of Caleb dancing around and making incredible no, it's, plays, it's, and then a two play. So yeah, because here's the thing, dude. Washington and Oregon might score every single time they have the ball. No, yeah. it's not a likely recipe for winning, but that's what it is. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. I think USC is kind of done. I think after one loss, Caleb Williams might have his eyes set on the NFL already. Um, it's, I'm looking at the Broncos fan in the room, but mm-hmm. yeah. Future, um, future. Anyways, we'll move on to the best parts of the podcast. Fourth and ten, we'll start off with that. And then we will get into a pick summary of this week and then make our picks for next week. So, you know what? Let's just get straight into it, David. Fourth and ten, here we go. I have I have a ten, actually, this week. And I think it's the right answer. I have a... I think the AP top, did well this week. I, think I have AP a top well. 11 that I think is so clear. I think there is a clear 11. So we can season. argue. I think we can argue, argue with the 11. Okay. And you, yeah, so I can th- I'll throw in 11, too. Okay. But I, two, two te- or I want to highlight some things in my 11 through 25. First of all, I want to highlight Arizona at 24. Yeah, they have three losses. They might be the best three-loss team I've ever seen in my life this early in the season. 44-6 on the road versus a good Washington State team. And then you go and you compete with USC. You compete with Washington. They're on there. I have Clemson at 19. And this has nothing to do with Cade Klubnik because I think he is not good. But Clemson is still a top 25 team in college football. They still have an incredible defense. They're still top 25. So I'll get into the top 10. I'll, I'll, I'll briefly throw out that I have Texas at 11. I'll just like, that's my 11. So the top, How about them the with Tigers, 17-12? Masterclass over the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest. <laughs> no, but I do respect the Clemson defense. Just Cade Klubnik. No, the Clemson offense is bad. The Clemson offense is really bad, but what we see from Clemson's defense week in and week out is is an impressive feat. So they're number 19. So starting off at, I said I have a top, clear top 11. It's pretty clear to me that Texas is 11, but as long as you have these 11 teams in your top 11, I can't really hate on it. But I have Texas at 11. Just still hangover from that Oklahoma loss. I think that's a really bad loss. And so, yeah, we'll get into the top 10, though. At 10, I have Oregon. I, I was disappointed in, in mostly what I saw from the Oregon defense this week. The offense looked good. Just, like I said earlier, not as physically dominant as I wanted them to be. Uh, so let's go to number 9. And this is... This is the hot take of, of the list, but at 9, I have Oregon State. It's not. I don't think it's that hot of a take. I have Oregon State really at 9. Good. I could not be a bigger fan of Oregon State this year. From a, from an outcast of the Pac-12 to one of the best teams in it is is an incredible story. And on the very first episode of this pod, actually, I said DJU would perform way be- better up in Corvallis. 
despite the harder competition, because the lights are off him. You know, the cameras are off him. His every movement is being monitored by ESPN. He can just play relaxed football. They have the best defense in the Pac-12. They have the best running back in the Pac-12. I love what I'm seeing. They, they came here, right, to ASU? Was, or is that Oklahoma State? That was Oklahoma State. That was Oklahoma State. Yeah. Yeah. Alabama at eight. You know, Alabama had a slightly disappointing week. Uh, however, Arkansas is no team to really sit here and laugh at. They're a very, very solid team. Bama just keeps finding ways to win against good teams. And so I can't drop them past eight. They're finding ways to win, and they're playing a good schedule. So at, at number seven, I have Penn State. You know, not, ranking does not matter till Saturday because we played UMass. We won 63 nothing. It was UMass. Scoring 63 points in that weather, I do think it is still slightly impressive, but it's you can't read too much into it. It's UMass. So. You're Bama at 8, sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah Bama at 8. At 6, I have Florida State. Uh, this weekend, they looked like week 1 through 3 Florida State. They dominated Syracuse. When Florida State, just like Washington, when Florida State is firing on all cylinders, they're, they're impossible to stop. Keon Coleman's a top three receiver in the country. Nine catches, 140. Touchdown. What a what a week from him. At five, got Oklahoma. They, they didn't move. Just had a bye week last week, so uh, not much to be said here. Just can't, uh, you can't think because you beat Texas, you're just going to run through everybody else. They've got two decently... Interesting games coming up. You've got at Kansas with a potentially healthy Jalen Daniels. That could be a close game. And then Bedlam is always something weird always happens in that game. So that could be close. Uh, Todd, I don't know if you're going to like this one. At number four, I have Michigan. <laughs> I'm just joking with you guys. Oh, okay. I'm just joking. I got Georgia at four. I just had to see his face. No. I got Bob Bowers officially confirmed out. I got Georgia at four. Weeks, if George. If he's out, if he's about. out four to six weeks, they make the playoff. If he's out for the year, they do not. And play. I think it's up to him if he's out for the season. It's that opinion. simple. Uh, if I'm him, I'm not playing another college football game. Exactly. But at three, I have Ohio State. Uh, some people kind of had Purdue circled as a as a potential upset this weekend. Uh, where I'm from, we call those people idiots. Yeah, yeah. That where was never going to be a loss. Where, where, where are you from? Game. Oh, Pennsylvania. Oh, That's okay. what we call them up there. Okay. We call them idiots, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. All right, at two, I've got Washington. Uh, what a win from the boys. I mean, Michael Penix won the Heisman on Saturday. It's that simple. Uh, at a neutral field, and I actually had this written down. You said it yourself. At a neutral field, I feel like this game could go any direction. Yeah, Anyone yeah so what if, Bo Nix, what, if, yeah, what, what if Bo Nix goes undefeated and wins that game? He's the Heisman. No, I don't think so. I think it's it depends Penix. on what Penix it's does. Just still, it's just still it's true, but it's still true. who has like crazy stats. Bo Nix can throw for two hundred yards in a game and win out. So and, and the hypotheticals are already flying around. <laughs> and then at number one and back to back weeks we've got Michigan. They it's kinda weird. They seem to just give up one big touchdown a game and then it's like they remember they have to play defense and then that team's not scoring for the rest of the game. So Harbaugh's made all the difference coming back and JJ McCarthy's looked great, so that's the that's fourth and ten this week. What do, what do we think? Dude, guys? I think I think the thing with Michigan is like I said this to my I called my grandpa after the game and I said this to him. I think we give up that touchdown early and not like nothing about our team changes. Like I was like it was kind of like we're the exact same team, and and, and, and we're losing by seven and then end up winning fifty two seven. No, I know. Like, and like, and nothing happens, changes, like, dude. It happens not, every week. It's like they just like yeah. it clicks for them. They're like, oh yeah, this, we have to play. Yeah. And, and then they and, and then it's they're like, not scoring. You, you see like top teams like go down in a game and, and it's like against a terrible opponent. Yeah. And it's like for a quarter they're like, oh no, like and it happened at Michigan early on in the season to be fair, but like they're like, oh no, and they struggle for a whole quarter or a whole half. 
But now it's just kind of like, oh, we gave up a touchdown. Like they need to not give up those touchdowns to get when they play. Oh no, I know. But we're not going to sit here and nitpick. We all have Michigan number one. My days of nitpicking Michigan on this podcast are. No, I know. It's just it's it's slightly slightly concerning. But we all have Michigan at one. So, all right, my honestly, so one, two, three, four. You had so you're Michigan, Washington. Georgia at three, Ohio, Ohio State, State, State and then Georgia Michigan, Washington, Ohio State, Georgia, Oklahoma, Florida State, Penn State, Alabama, Oregon State, Oregon. Okay. All right, the top seven, I, I I like the top seven. The only thing I'll say about the top seven is without Bowers, I think you could move Georgia down two spots, but I also think that's unfair you also. You could move Georgia down 20 you spots can, yeah. without Bowers. No, without Bowers. It's not really fair But at this it. point, until no, it's, Bauer, it's, it's a stupid Until, until, see, until, until I see Georgia play a game without Bowers. No, it's, it's, it's unfair yeah. with Kirby Smart and everything, but... Yeah, I mean, if they but if they if they lose a game without Bowers, I mean Alabama's then pretty beat. sure they're on by Tyler. Yeah, Alabama has not lost an SEC by. game. If Georgia loses an SEC game, Alabama's the front runner. Yeah, and you would make the playoffs. I would even with one loss. Florida out of the bye. Yeah, that could be a trap. They'll beat that game. So they'll beat Florida either way. Florida sucks. Where my issue lies is I I respect the Oregon State thing, but there's a little recency bias in putting them over Oregon. Uh, no, and I said Why that, do you put them I over said Oregon? it last week too. I think uh, I think neutral field Oregon State beats Oregon, and I think after watching them go up to Washington and play that good of a game, yeah, because even I when also they think Oregon went, be, Oregon like went. Team. I think or I think Oregon State's gonna. I'll I'll say it here first. I think Oregon State's gonna beat Washington when they play. Wow. And so I think Washington will be eleven and one. Oregon's gonna beat. Oregon State because it's at Oregon. Why? So, so like a better be, offense against the be, defense. Yeah. So what's the bigger? What's the main? So it'll be eleven one, eleven and one, ten and two. Uh, that could be a Big Ten situation. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So well, why, the so main reason I have Oregon State above Oregon is just I like I I like what I see from Oregon State. I think their whole team is more complete. I think they have a better defense, better running game, slightly better running game slightly in Oregon's case, game. much better in Washington's case. Better receiving core, but uh, yeah. So I, I think, think I just Oregon like State a better receiving core than Oregon. I don't. I or, think it's close. I, I think, think I think edge, Oregon has the best has the probably the three best players between those two teams, maybe more. Out of if you like listed the top, I know this isn't everything, but if you listed the top ten players between those two, Damian teams... Damian Martinez might be number one. Okay, Oregon probably has seven of those. Yeah, yeah. That's the and that's, that's why I, I do say. think. At, it, where where at do they Oregon, play this year? At, it's at Oregon. It's at Oregon, which is why I don't have Oregon State making the the Pac-12 championship. But we also saw what Oregon State did to Oregon the last time they played. It was a domination. No, I think it will be a good game. I think Oregon State's really good. I just think, I don't know. I I was more impressed with Oregon. I think than a lot of people. I know they. Yeah. I think people are disappointed because they could have won that game and Dan Lanning's decision making might have lost from that game. But I I was impressed. They went down eleven points. Washington had the ball up 11 at home, and Oregon stormed back and had a three-point yeah. lead at one point. What also, another thing that I like about Oregon State more than Oregon is Oregon has shown, Oregon State, excuse me, has, has shown they can win in different ways. They went that low-scoring game against Utah, couldn't score, but they played great defense, and they won 21-7. And then you can go into a shootout versus Cal and win 52-40. You can go into kind of a medium game with UCLA and handle UCLA. They handled UCLA for 60 minutes in this one, so... We're gonna find out because the, here's the thing. The thing I'd say also is the only, they've only faced one real quarterback, and Cam Ward kind of lit him up. No, that and is I know true. that was a Cam Ward kind of legacy type game. He played great, but that is the one real quarterback they've played. And like Tyler said, I was impressed with um, Bo Nix finally showing that he can not just play well enough in a big game, but play great. Obviously, they didn't win, but I think 
I think Bo Nix played a really solid game. I think so, Oregon I know, State, but it's close. Oregon State at Arizona in two weeks is going to be a great game. But did you, you have North Carolina? And they're at twelve. I'm at twelve. Okay. I'm at twelve. I still just don't love what I see from their defense. Carson's yeah, no, that's fair. I don't know. Drake May fan of all time. No, I'm a I'm a massive Drake May fan. I just think they're not totally different from no, USC. I, I don't think they're totally different. Then who? USC. From USC. USC. Yeah. Generational true. quarterback. Yeah. Obviously, heartwarming story. Tess Walker coming back. Yeah. But no, that's fair. Their defense is is questionable. Yeah. No. That's fine. I think. I think. Oh, shout out, shout out, David for putting uh, Jalen Milrow on his top ten. Okay, let me ask they you. They were on it last week too. You just were busy. What's your opinion on Oregon versus Oregon State, Tyler? What? What's your opinion on Oregon versus Oregon State? <laughs> I don't know. I like. I think what, it's close, and I think you, it's either way. You can go either way. I don't know. I like what David David's argument for Oregon State. I just think, like Washington, Oregon, it comes down to who's at home, and it's, and it's Oregon. And I think Bo Nix is, is this is this is gonna sound bad, but it's like it's like Drew Aller, dude, kind of. He plays way better at home than he does on the road. He played pretty darn good on the road. No, no, he played. No, no, no. I already said. I already said. I I already said my opinions on how he played this weekend, which was fine. Um, DJU looks like prime Tom Brady. DJU is playing well. It's good. (laughs) But um, no, I think it comes down to who's at home and it's Oregon. I'm gonna pick Oregon in that game, and I think you're picking Oregon too, right, David? Yeah, yeah, in that game, I'd pick Oregon no matter where it was played. Like, let's just see. Like, let's just say they both win out to the point where. They're both ten and one going into that game. I would pick Oregon. Yeah. Barring something like because crazy. They're at, because Oregon they're at has home. Washington State because this week. Dude. Because it's at home. 100%. What if it's on neutral field? So neutral field. 50-50? Yeah, it'd be a coin toss. I'd have to see how they play for the rest of the year. If this game's played tomorrow, I would take Oregon State. I don't know. Here's the thing about that. I'm picking the quarterback, and, and Bo Nix is the best quarterback in that game. So I'm going to pick Oregon. As Dan Lanning said. The game's played on the grass, and no matter what, no matter what grass it's played on, Oregon talks with their well. They didn't really talk with their helmets this week. No, not at but all. But they're gonna. I, I mean, it doesn't matter right now. We'll pick that game when it comes up because it'll be a big rivalry. Uh, I think that Oregon's, I think any grass Oregon is the best. Also, like and, the, and the same thing goes for for football. Like the or same thing goes for college that it does in the NFL. If it's a rivalry game, all better teams no, goes true. out the window. Too. I just think when it comes week. to rankings, I I just think I'm I am. I think more impressed with Oregon's loss than most people, which I'm willing to accept. Oh well, yeah, and I would I, argue the same thing for me with the Washington State loss. No, that's fair. No, I like what I like what you have to say. I think we're gonna learn a lot about Oregon State in two weeks. Oregon State and Oregon are still the same. They're just opposite sides of the same coin, really. Like they're the they're the exact same level of team. You can't really argue putting either of like I can't really be mad if you put Oregon above. I just I lean Oregon State there. And I also think you could argue to put Oregon and Oregon State above Alabama. You definitely could. You definitely could, but again, with with Alabama, I think the way they're playing Carson right now... Carson thinks they have a chance in the playoff. Oh, I, the, the way... They have no... I mean, it's like, the Texas loss is mattering less and less by the minute now. That is if Brock true. Bowers out, if if Bama goes undefeated in the SEC, they're, they'll play Georgia in the championship, maybe without Brock Bowers, and they'll probably go to the playoff. Alabama finds ways... They have to be LSU, that's the issue, but... Alabama finds ways to win... No, that's the thing. Teams. That's the thing. That's if it, that's the thing. If they find a way to win against LSU, they're probably gonna make the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, and, and 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 for me, I've always been a guy like if you scrape past like a bad team, like that South Florida game, I dropped them out of my top twenty-five. I was so mad at what I just watched. But if you scrape by a good conference opponent like Arkansas, I I don't fault you that much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we're we gonna wrap it up for fourth and ten this week. What do you have any other takes on? No, dude. I liked I like fourth and ten this week. No real complaints. Um... Yeah. Got to your face when I put Michigan at four. 
No, I mean, that was... Every second. That was, yeah, that was definitely a good move. I think... You. And I thought you were being so serious, dude. Um, but yeah, that's going to no, happen. I liked it. I liked it. I think Oregon's going to be in the college football yeah, playoff. I think that's, so that's, that's one of the best fourth That's kind of... Maybe I'm a little biased. In terms of accuracy. Forward, but yeah. 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 Um, that was good. But yeah, that'll wrap it up for fourth and ten. We'll be back next week after after a long weekend. And speaking of, of the weekend, dude, let's get into picks. Carson. Picks. Let's uh, let's 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 review this wild weekend. weekend of picks. A big week for Tyler. So oh yeah, we'll go across. I guess we'll start with me. I I went two and four. My by far worst week. Uh, we all lost the Washington State Arizona game. We all picked what? Uh, we all picked and Washington State. It'd be time State. to start picking Arizona games. And then so my only two wins this week were North Carolina. And Oregon State, A and M, USC, Oregon, all lost. Um, Tyler went four and two. He won North Carolina, um, won Tennessee, USC, Washington. USC. My dumb pick of the week, dude. I, I I like to turn this into a segment, dude. Is is a good UCLA. pick because this has happened the last two weeks where I've made a good pick that the other two did not make, and then, and then I made, made a stupid one, pick, which was UCLA. UCLA. Yeah. And last week it was Kentucky, dude. This week it was UCLA. So I gotta stop throwing games away like that. When David. David went one and five this week. His lone win coming with his ninth or eighth ranked ninth, ninth ranked My Beavers. Boys. Otherwise, A and M, USC, Oregon, Washington, Miami, bunch of frauds. Um, yeah. So right now we sit. I am still atop with seventeen and eight overall record. Tyler is just two games behind at fifteen and ten. David's got some ground to make up at twelve and thirteen. But this we got a stacked unreal. week. A the stacked week. This goes stacked until the Natty eight. Chip too. So yeah. So keep that in mind. Oh, we got a long ways to go. So every bowl game. Let's get, every in, bowl let's game. get into. I like that. Jeez, let's that get into. Makes the regular season not. Matter. Yeah, not. <laughs> yeah. All right, Carson. Let's week eight. We're gonna start with probably the lowest stakes matchup. I think we're all gonna pick the same way here. But Ole Miss Auburn. Is it at Auburn though? It is at Auburn. Ooh. Peyton Thorne, the Frisky Tigers. I gotta, I gotta make up some ground. David, I'm, gonna, go I'm gonna pick Ole Miss, but in a very, very close one. Uh, I just think Jackson Dart is too talented to, to go out and lose this game. And they're my SEC West pick as of right now, Ole Miss. So. Wow. Give me. Because well, they'd have. I think they win out. They have Georgia still. Okay, but, but if Alabama only loses to LSU, I think Alabama would still make it over. They would. They would. Do you think Alabama would? I don't know, actually. It's just because it's tricky because the conference losses. Yeah. I don't know. Because the Texas loss just doesn't matter that much. Yeah. No, but uh, fair enough. Give me Ole Miss in the close no, I'll take Jackson Dart also. He's playing his best football. Him and Lane Kiffin are on the same page right now. Judkins is a machine. Yep, I'm giving. T- give me Ole Miss as well. Yeah, I knew Love Jackson I was gonna Dart, go with dude. that. Jackson um, Dart is probably my third favorite quarterback in college football behind JJ and uh, Jalen Milrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next game two is actually an intriguing one. Um, SEC matchup: South Carolina and Missouri. After Missouri's coming off a big win, um, big win in week seven. So South Carolina, Missouri, Rattler. Gamecocks looking to get back on track, David. Give me South Carolina on the road in this one. Everyone at this table, everyone that's listening knows I'm probably the biggest Luther Burden fan you'll ever you'll ever meet in your life. But he had a disappointing league last week in a way that Kentucky just game planned to single handedly stop Luther Burden. I think South Carolina is going to do the same thing. Kentucky just doesn't have the offensive talent to to match up with Missouri, and South Carolina does. So give me South Carolina in this one. Yeah, I think. I think David thought he was going to be alone on this pick. I do. But I'm going to go South Carolina. Oddly, just because of what South Carolina did last year. Kind of rocky, up and down, and then they went to Tennessee and just, just win a random game. 
pedal to the metal and just ran up the scoreboard. And I think we're going to see that. I think Rattler's still, I mean, Spencer Rattler, very up and down, but he is one of those guys where he can have a massive game. Shane Beamer, if they're if they're just clicking one day, it, and, and it's going to happen. I feel like that's an inevitable thing. I think this is a good week for it. I'm going to go with the Gamecocks. Give me my boy Brady Cook, dude. Come on. Missouri at home, back in the, back in the AP Top 25. Um, not, like Carson said, big win last week, but give me Brady Cook and, and Missouri to, uh, to win. This game, but you guys—that's right. that's crazy. You guys both pick South uh, Carolina, dude. No, I, it might be that might be my zero chance of you week. getting to change the pick, dude. Oh, all right. So game three is going to be Clemson Miami. Newly added to David's rankings, Clemson Miami's probably not in the rankings. I assume Miami's and nowhere. You're near not them. happy with them either. Miami's nowhere near the rankings. Give me Clemson. Not that close in this one. Miami, I thought that it was just kind of like a fluke loss, like a maybe a fluke bad performance looking ahead to North Carolina, and then they come out against North Carolina and they have the exact same performance. Uh, give me North Carolina, or sorry, excuse me, give me Clemson in a in a seventeen point win. I'm gonna go with Miami. I've never been the biggest Tyler Van Dyke fan, but you know he's proven me wrong this year. He's kind of kind of shut me up. Um, Still had four touchdowns against North Carolina. He's a little bit reckless, but at home against Clemson, tired of watching, tired of Dabo, tired of Kate Klubnick. They're going to keep losing these important games. I'm going to go Clemson here too, dude. I haven't picked them in a while either. So, I'm for no one. This is going to be my dumb pick of the week. I feel like, but for no real reason, just give me Clemson. Fair enough. All right, now now we're getting into the nitty gritty here. Utah USC. Last year, Utah beat USC twice. The very different looking Utah team right now, though. Uh, give me USC. Uh, Caleb Williams isn't gonna lose back to back games. He's not gonna let that happen. He's not gonna. At least he's not gonna have back to back terrible performances. ZB like will be fully healthy for this game. And so. I think that this is a different. This is a now motivated USC team. This isn't kind of like. I feel like USC was is kind of like a spoiled team where they're, they just think they're gonna run in and beat anyone. And now that they've had that gut check, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna beat Utah at home. Yeah, I agree. I think Caleb's going to have a very good game, and I think Utah is completely lost at the quarterback position. So, yeah. fight on, I guess. Uh, yeah, give me USC as well. I agree with David. I don't think Caleb Williams loses back-to-back games, especially after being trampled by fans uh, on the Notre Dame field. <laughs> All right, next game. This game has a lot of implications going back to last year. Last year in Knoxville, Hennon Hooker and the Vols knocked off Alabama in a close game. This year, uh, obviously, I think they are both top five teams at that point. This year, not quite the same, but both ranked, both just one-loss teams, both really still in the hunt to win the SEC. Um, at Bryant-Denny Stadium, David, who you got? Uh, this will be, not only is Alabama going to win, they're going to win by more than any team wins of these six. Yep. My hot take in week one or two was that Tennessee will end the year unranked, and I'm not backing down from that. I don't think Tennessee is good. This is back-to-back weeks for me picking against Tennessee, so if, if they win this one, I'm officially proven wrong, but Alabama's going to be juiced from last year. They're not going to... Saban's going to remind them of what happened last year, and this game will not be close. Big game from Jason McClellan this weekend. Big game from yeah, Jason McClellan. Yeah, I'd like to pick Tennessee, but I think Josh Heupel is kind of in over his You wouldn't ski. like to pick Tennessee, dude, so... I don't know. I think I like I like I don't mind Joe Milton. I think he's a fun player, but I think Josh Heupel seventh ranked in QBR. Dude. Josh Heupel's a little bit over his skis with um, this offense. It worked really well last year when you had an, an completely accurate quarterback on every down and the best not the best receiver, but the Bolitnikoff winner and Jalen Hyatt. This spread offense. 
Um, it was really built for last year's team, but going on the road to Alabama, um, I don't think Tennessee's offense is going to do much. Alabama's offense might not do much either, but I think Milrow will do just enough with his legs. Jason McClone, too, to get Alabama a win. Give me Jalen Milrow, obviously. And by the um, way, the only reason I said I'd like to pick Tennessee is so I could be the one that didn't pick Alabama, but I can't do it. Give me Jalen Milrow, obviously, dude. In Tuscaloosa against Joe Milton, my one of my favorites versus one of my least favorite quarterbacks. Uh, Joe Milton <laughs> ranks 77th in terms of QBR in the country, dude. That is shocking. He is also up there, though, for what we were talking about earlier with best deep balls in the country, I think. Oh, yeah, I just Jay enjoy watching I just enjoy Joe watching Joe that's Milton fine. throw that's, the ball that's, far. That's Joe Milton cannot thing complete can a pass that is not in the air for 40 yards. I would say 20-plus yards, he'll be fine. Under 20 Under yards, 20, he sucks. Under 20, he gets Mil confused. Milrow's kind of the same. Milrow's <laughs> Mil Mil is kind of the same. Milrow hey. is the exact same. Dude, we're talking about Milrow. Crazy part is Milrow's the exact same. He just... Is fast. Yeah, and I don't know. I like to call him Big Game Milrow when it's not Texas. Big Game Milrow when it's big not game Texas. Milrow when it's not their one big game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, he's gonna go Tyler's for two. Alabama. He's gonna go for two hundred and two hundred this weekend. Oh. <laughs> and I told Tyler, and I will put it on there that I will bet him a thousand dollars that he doesn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did Tyler say that the other day. I forgot I actually said that. Yeah, this is not the first time. Like, everyone listening, this is not anyone like listening, Tyler uh, making this up on the spot. He has thought this for, like, yeah, no, no, anyone, no, no, no. Anyone listening, specifically Bomp and Dad, I did not do that bet. Like, that's, that was fake. <laughs> Dad was lying. No, I did, we didn't agree on it, but I threw it out there. And I said absolutely not. $1,000 will not be given from Tyler to David this weekend. Um, yeah, but give me Jalen Milrow and Tuscaloosa against the Tennessee team, who I agree with David suck. All right, game of the week, Penn State, Ohio State. David Young, are we are we going to get an objective pick? We're going to get a very, or a we're gonna get Penn both. State fan pick. We're going to get both. I'm so excited. You can, I, I can only write down one name on this. We're sheet. We're going to so. get both an objective pick and a Penn State Penn State fan pick, and both of those are Ohio State. Oh, I've seen <laughs> us play Ohio State for the last like five years, and every year it feels like the one. And I will say, this is probably the best team we've played Ohio State with since 2016. Oh, since yeah. Since 2017, probably. The game we lost what, by What was the year you guys beat them? 2016. So was it 2016? Okay. Yeah. Um, we're not going to... I just don't think Drew is ready for an environment like Columbus yet. Uh, they just have more, more talent all over the field. It won't be a high-scoring game. I think neither team scores 30. I texted my dad earlier today and said 27-20 uh, Ohio State. Um, yeah, I just have seen James Franklin coach big games before. I've seen Drew Aller play on the road before. And I'm just not getting my hopes up until game day that we're going to win. And if we recorded this podcast on game day, I'd probably say we win by 30. We would, David would not let us record this podcast <laughs> on no. game day. I'm not letting well. anyone get near me until at, at earliest noon or at latest like Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so get David down. If I, this might shock Tyler, but I think if this game was in Penn State, I would pick Penn State. Oh, like, I, 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 think I will say the same really thing. Cool. If this Why would that shock me? Because I'm an Ohio State fan. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, are we gonna get an objective pick or an Ohio State fan pick? Then? We're gonna get an objective pick. And, he's and I'm telling you, I'm I'm so objective. God, I'm so mad. I forgot. I'm about so that, objective dude. that I'm really considering State Penn State for this. Game. I'm really considering Penn State for this, but I'm only going to pick Ohio State. Because you went because to Because as I said, as I said, Penn State is kind of just a little brother version of Michigan. They got they try to be a Blake Corum and uh, 
Donovan Edwards, but they're just not quite there. The offensive line is good. It's not quite as good as Michigan's. The defense is good. It's not quite as good as Michigan's. Michigan's was enough to go into, into Ohio State and dominate. I don't think Penn State's is. I think it's going to be very low scoring. I think it's going to be a seven points, maybe. Maybe a seven-point win for Ohio State, but it genuinely might be 17-14 like Notre Dame. Yeah, it, yeah. Or less. I think... And I don't think I don't think Kyle McCord is the reason this game is won. I think it's a defensive play. I think Drew Aller throws his pick six, or not a pick six. He throws his first pick, maybe a pick six. But I think I think it's going to be Ohio State's defense that wins this game for them. Before you go, real quick, uh, the last thing I want to say about this game is the matchup between Kalen King and Marvin Harrison will be the best wide receiver corner matchup. Okay, let me ask. So let me ask you. Can I make my pick, dude? Hold on. Go ahead. We know. Hold on. Do you are Down you are you here. of the let Caitlin King play one on one and let Marv do what he does and shut down everyone else. Is that I'm your the, mentality this game or possible, no? Dude. I'm Is on that the your mind, mentality for this I'm game? I'm on the mind of put uh, Caitlin King one on one with the Mecca and let Marvin do what he does. But that's not what they're going to do. Is he back this week? I'm going to go Do you want Caitlin King on him with safeties ready to help every single play. A part of me wants actually I will t- I'll take that back. The, what I want to happen is all the safety help to be over on Ameka's side. Ameka and Julian Fleming's side and then just put Kalen King on an island with Marvin Harrison. Let let Marvin do what he does. You can't we can't get beat by Ameka and Fleming. I think I think that's a good thing when CJ Stroud's the quarterback, but when McCord's the quarterback, I think you lock Marvin up as much as you can. That's I mean I feel like there's That's a good point. Like, because no, yeah. if you if Marvin's one on one with Kalen King, Marvin's going to bail out McCord sometimes. He's yeah. going to bail out McCord. If if you don't like Mecca's great, he's not going to bail out McCord. I like also Marvin though would. think that Kalen King, Kalen King is the style of corner. From my from where my head's at is Kalen King is the style of corner that you cannot throw to his side sometimes. No, no, that's fair. And so if if the D line is putting pressure on. If D, if Chop Robinson and Adiza Isaac are getting pressure off the edge, and you were forcing Kyle McCord to make quick decisions, Kalen King will not just let a throw up to Marvin Harrison every play work. Yeah, and which I is think, my style, which is why I don't yeah. want to put like Johnny Dixon on him, who probably will allow that, but might get a turnover. Kalen King is the guy. He's just going to play good coverage. He's not going to jump a route to try to get a pick and get beat over the top. He's going to play good coverage. That's why I think he matches up really well. That'll be interesting to see Marvin. what they do though. I don't, what is James going to do? But yeah, no, I agree. And I He's going to do the worst possible thing we can do. I don't know what that is. Back to what you said, worst. and that's another reason I'm picking Ohio State because James Franklin. But like you said, I think this game is going to be one with whoever's defensive line plays better, and I just think that favors the home team. Yeah. Give me Penn State, dude. This is, <laughs> is going to be maybe your dumb pick. It is, dude, and officially Clemson's off the board for my dumb pick. <laughs> but give me Penn State. Zero reason, bro. There's everything telling me to pick against them. Drew Aller on the road. I've talked about on this podcast multiple times how he sucks on the road. James Franklin, I hate coming off an interview where he destroys <laughs> Michigan for no reason at all. Do you hate James Franklin or Ryan Day more? <sighs> that shouldn't be a question. It's Ryan. No, no, no. It's yeah. Ryan Day, dude. It's okay. Ryan Day. And it's low-key by far. I don't know why I thought about and that. And shout-out to James Franklin you for only somehow thought about making that, that close. No, you yeah. thought about it because it was recency bias. Yeah, recency bias. All right, yeah, we are Penn State. Give me Penn State over Ohio State. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of Petty's Pod. We will catch you guys. Uh, I will catch you guys on Thursday with another episode with Combo, probably some, some more Premier League debate shows going on on Thursday, and then we'll be back for CFB Mondays once again next week um, after Ohio State, Penn State. Huge, huge game. We already talked about it. But, yeah, thanks for listening to this episode, and we will catch you next time.